Oh, uh, a new recording from Steven. Hold on a second here. Uh, let's let's play this real fast, I guess. Uh, he must be watching. Oh, he's watching. Hey, Steven. How's it going, buddy? Um, all right, friends. Let's go ahead and bump <laughs> that up. And this message is for Samorg and the Ashes Pathfinder community. I am trying to recover, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say how blown away um, everybody at Intrepid was with you guys being able to pull together $10,000 in donations for Rady Children's Hospital. The road to Vera was not always an easy path to follow. At times, the Pathfinder was met with danger or visions he could not place. His only reference of these images were found in the pages of history and the myths told by his people. The previous vision remained in his mind while he traveled the path. Couldn't help but wonder if the vision would again revisit him as he prepared to seek solace in his dreams. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, also known as Samorg. I am joined by my returning Pathfinders today. Welcome again, Daedalus. Hello again, Sim. And welcome, Faisal. We back again, boys. Woo! <laughs> it's always a pleasure, man. And hey, before we dig in too far, friends, want to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the financial supporters here on Twitch, Patreon, and YouTube. Got to got to say thank you very much, friends, for keeping the Community's flames bolstering greater week after week. And uh, speaking of Ashes HQ, friends, you know, we had the cleric post last week, which isn't even in our notes today, by the way, because that's like how little sleep I'm running off of right now. And we'll discuss that, that in a minute. But man, yesterday was something else, friends. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but dude... Yeah, if you if you dig the cleric and you haven't checked it out, last week Ashes of Creation released the cleric, the updated cleric skills from level one to ten. You can go check it out over at Ashes HQ. Did a really good write up, got nice animations and everything, really good description. It's the first step in the theory crafting process, friends. It's gonna it's gonna look great. But uh, don't forget to check out their video. We did one as well on the HQ. You can even go back and check out the other video we did which is actually a really good frame of reference because some things have changed in alpha one for the cleric and specifically there are skills that you just don't have in that toolkit from level one to ten now um so that'll be interesting to kind of like review that in the future dude chat what's going on friends yesterday was ridiculous it was ridiculous and i am running on e i <laughs> you guys I was there for like a good 22 hours and I passed out, dude. I tried my best. This happens to me every damn time. I make it to like 22 hours and then I fall asleep at the end. But I didn't take a break. I didn't sleep. And, you know, we talked last time about how here in this community, we 
we get gathered essentially like ten thousand dollars shocking right we got to drop it all yesterday we tried to acquire some keys wasn't the point of doing it wasn't specifically for doing it but we figured you know what we're gonna have some fun with the campaign try to kind of bolster things in their community while everybody was going through the 24 hours and uh you know, if, if there was a way to maybe get some keys that we could give to some of the people who did donate during our actual initiative, um, then, you know, do that, you know, and we got a couple, which is good, you know, wasn't the point again, but it's a nice little, you know, GG everybody to the people that did contribute. Um, and there were a lot of people that did, man, how much of it did you watch yesterday, guys? I got a few hours in here and there, um, you know, but uh, but definitely was not in the in in your zone of twenty two hours. Unfortunately, <laughs> you slacker. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But... No, you, you're absolutely correct. I will take that to the bank. So. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dedicated Ashes fan are you, huh? What kind of Harold are you? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, dude. Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> 50% of it. Well <laughs> yeah. Look, 50% of me. <laughs> Dude, what? Did you say something about castigation? What was that? Am I? Oh, sorry. Nice. I've, been, I've been living too much in, in the Ashes domain the past week. It's just like my life right now, man. <laughs> oh, I wake up, I go to sleep, I breathe it. You know, yeah, I really do, man. But, uh, Basil, what about you, man? Um, I. Okay, I stayed up for like 15 hours, then I slept because I had to sleep because you guys are in America, I'm in Saudi Arabia. So there he goes, using the time zone excuse. That's fine, going ahead. Going ahead, Basil. Exactly. Then, then, I, then I took like another five hours, so 20 hours. Yeah, I saw you, man. It was cool. It was good to see you in there too, man. I saw a lot of the, the Ashes fam in there, you know? Hey. Dude, it... It felt good. We we already talked. We had like fifty percent of their goal met before. I'm dude. Good job. Most of you actually kept this secret. They actually didn't know. They actually didn't know. Some people knew, but they actually didn't know. I am like really happy because mm -hmm. that shocked them at the end. There, Margaret almost cried when I dropped like the last forty nine hundred of it. It was awesome. It was great. I think Steven looked a little shocked too. I was like, "Hey, man, that was a hundred percent the community. One hundred percent." I just facilitated it, man. That's a whole lot of love for a whole lot of kids in the children's hospital, man. You all are awesome. Good job, seriously. Um, yeah, well done, everyone. Seriously, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and with that being said, you know, Sims got a whole lot of um <laughs> milestones of my own. I was like, hey guys, if we uh if we meet these milestones, I'll hook you up too. Yeah, okay. I've got a lot of hooking up to do. I got a lot of like merch to send people for my own stuff. I've got to uh, do like art pieces that I haven't done in ages. Um, I got to do one of Steven, and I got the picture already, so that's gonna be fun. Um, hopefully I don't completely jack it all up, you know. But um, man, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's been a hell of a time. And then they ended the uh, fundraiser. They raised. I could be off. I'm looking. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, if my uh, sleep deprived brain is incorrect, feel free to correct me. But I'm pretty sure it's 83,650. Mm -mm. It's higher. It was 88K. It was almost 90K. Jeez, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. So that yeah, must I have caught been... the very tail end of it. Yeah. Really? It was almost 
Yeah, eighty nine. Right. Eight, sorry, eighty eight k. All right, the panel the panel on their Twitch page doesn't tell the truth then, so it's actually higher. I need to go to their actual extra life and look at that. I'll probably do that in a minute then. Um, wow, that's like that's really high, man. They had, mm-hmm. I think, combined raised like what fifty six or something thousand over the past mm-hmm. few times. Man, damn. You know, I was actually telling the story to people before we kind of get into all of today's things. I was actually telling the story of like the first 24 hour live stream they did. That was actually one of the things that like really incentivized me. 88,546. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. There's the correct No problem. Me. Good looking out. Um, wow. I am too. We are really, I know I can speak for my own community. We are like really happy for those kids, man. It like almost, when they, when they donated it to me, for them i almost like cried like for real and then even yesterday i was like ah such a sap man you know ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and do something real quick a little bit of love here all right gotta read a couple five star reviews from you beautiful people thank you so much for the five star reviews um you can call in don't forget you can call into the show at one five three nine six six four six eight oh one you can shoot us something to the mailbag i'm sure that our peon and vera will get to us sometime soon at ashespathfinders at gmail.com there you go okay um so so entertaining this is from criminal said i have been listening to Samorg and the crew oh great there you go from the crew from the beginning they have a ton of knowledge about the game and are a blast to listen to theory crafting not only have they made a great show, they have also fostered an amazing community that I look forward to seeing in Ash as a creation. Thanks a lot, man. It really means a lot to me. That was a pretty sweet comment. Uh, let's see here. Um, amazing from start to present. I recently started listening from the beginning, and wow, this is good. They captured me from the very first minutes of the first episode. The information is always presented in an appealing way, and they mix up the information with thoughts and sometimes their favorite memories from MMORPGs. Amazing show, Grab and Grass. Thanks a lot, buddy. That was very sweet. Really appreciate them both. Very, very much. Very humbled by that, just like I was seeing all of your amazing contributions to the kids this past week, man. Seriously. Um, So, Main takeaways, we got a whole bunch of lore. I made the best notes I could. I'm not going to guarantee that I that the words like you might see me stumble over some words. And I'm going to be really honest. It's because I fell asleep, woke up, dug right in trying to get stuff ready. And um, my brain's like it's trying, but it's not. I don't know that it's actually at 100 percent. That makes sense. So we'll just <laughs> we'll clarify. Correct me later. We're probably going to dig into this a whole lot more. But there was a lot there that I liked. The lore for me was the biggest takeaway. Um, there were a lot of mm-hmm. things that we're going to go through that were way more than I expected to see delivered. And uh, and there were a lot of things that actually tied directly into uh, areas of the lore that uh, we here in the community have specifically explored over the past year or so easily. Um, what were your main takeaways, guys, from that live stream, if you caught what you caught of it? I would say definitely, you know, just being able to kind of see the team again and kind of their interaction with the community mm-hmm. and and frankly, just like the love, the shared love between them and also like the community coming back and and just rallying. I, I, 
I'm sure, you know, nobody expected to raise as much money as, as the, the team did. But, I mean, they crashed their goal, like, in the first hour. And then it was just awesome after awesome after that. And I just think it's just a wonderful thing that the team, you know, comes together each year to help out the community. Because it's very, it's very rare to see companies like that, especially startups. Yeah spend that much time and kind of take care of their community. So that was a big takeaway for me. Um, you know, definitely I didn't get a chance to see all the lore stuff firsthand, but being able to kind of, you know, research that and kind of getting, you know, feedback from you, some, I mean, some great stuff there. And it, it actually sparked a lot of ideas mm-hmm. in terms of questions for next week for Steven. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely around, uh, I don't want to kind of dig right into it, but I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of stopping it a bit too, but Keep there's it. a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm nerding. What about you, Faisal? Oof. Oof. There's a lot of things I enjoyed. Um, the Intrepid team, uh, team singing. That was that was that was amazing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I totally forgot even, about that. How could I? <laughs> even his voice, like, take me to that ride with you. I'm like, what was this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Facebook. <man. laughs> uh, what's it called? And and honestly, honestly, there was a a lot of nice lore, um, mm. presented on that day it was like we're, we're we're going to have to dig on that for like maybe a week or something <laughs> just yeah. to get to every little i was like you know because i i'm i'm not the best singer but I, I i have a background in him as a musician singer songwriter right and i was like sitting there i i was like this should be fun i wonder how much of a train wreck someone's gonna have because it that happens right you know there's no making fun mm-hmm. like that stuff just happens man it's part of the deal and i was sitting there and I was like, uh, I remember what I was doing. I was like talking because we had like we had like 20 to 30 people in our discord for like almost the entire. No, probably like the entire thing. Actually, I take that back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. um, And like we were in there and we were chatting and sometimes I was a little distracted, but I remember he was sitting there singing and I wasn't really looking. And then I heard him and I was like, is that vibrato? I heard him. I heard it with like vibrato. And I was like, homie, he can see. I was like, look at that, dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I happened to catch it on Twitter and I'm like, I was like, he sings? And I was like, okay, let's, let me check this yeah, out. It and good. I had it on my phone and my wife was like, what? Who is that? I'm like, I want you to guess. And she, I just smiled and she's like, that's not Steven, is yeah. it? I'm like, yep, it's Steven. I mean, he has a fantastic yeah. voice. So I was like, was good. we listened to it a few times. And one of our birds was like, "Ooh, I like this." <laughs> Try to get at the phone. Your literal bird, because you have birds, and that's an actual. I thing. have birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. our yeah. Indian Indian ring that came over. He's like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's too good." <laughs> Man, it was great. Yeah, it was good. There were a lot of good. It was. Uh, it was probably my favorite twenty-four hour live stream for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it really was. It was really good. They were. Having a lot of fun. It was really good seeing him get delirious because I was there with them, you know, at that point. <laughs> just like, and uh, man, it was it was really awesome. We had so many people hanging out, man. It was just good vibes, uh, you know, contributing at different times, just having fun, like chatting, like having fun engaging in the chat. Like, you know, it was just it was a, 
I I actually was like super happy, man, because like I had set a goalpost of like, hey, it would be really cool if we could just do a viewing party and watch. Um, you know, because sometimes you get you get kind of lost in like a lot of traffic and chat and everything. And and uh I was like, man, we we had done this thing the week before. Let's see if we can just kick it, hang out, like give them our best and uh show them some love, show some kids some love. And it was it was mm-hmm. it was a hundred percent more than I could have imagine it was just a good time uh this past week as far as like my experience in a gaming community it's it's been one of the all-time probably favorite moments for me personally so and you know what's a great way to put icing on that cake deliver some tasty lore um Mm. as a big added bonus so there was a they had actually prefaced early on, and I didn't catch all of this, but I promise we're probably going to revisit this. There's a if you go to Ashes HQ and you go onto the lore page, um, uh, we had actually dug through some of the. Um, oh, hold on a second. Oh, uh, a new recording from Stephen. Hold on a second here. Uh, let's let's play this real fast. I guess uh, he must be watching. Oh, he's watching. Hey, Stephen, how's it going, buddy? Um. All right, friends, go ahead and bump that up. And this message is for Samorg and the Ashes Pathfinder community. I am trying to recover, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say how blown away um, everybody at Intrepid was with you guys being able to pull together $10,000 in donations for Rady Children's Hospital. Uh, it is It was truly a remarkable thing. Um, to see, and uh, I think it represents the best of what the glorious Ashes community is all about. So, kudos to everybody um, who who pitched in and keep up the amazing work. I will see you guys next week on the 100th episode of the Ashes Pathfinder. Uh, much love, Stephen. We look forward to having you on, buddy, and uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way for for all the people in community. For from the bottom of my heart, really. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, and thanks for the message, man. It's very awesome, dude. Um, man, that's good, man. It's It just kind of takes me back a bit. Yeah. It takes me back to, like, yeah. the early days, doesn't it? It does. Like, a big part of, like, why we all were here. So, you know, a lot of us back then, we were like, this is what attracted us to the community, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, time has passed. Time has passed in sure <laughs> It sure has, man. Much love, Stephen. We love you here. We love all of the Intrepid Studios team. You all are a needle in a haystack that a lot of us are looking forward to. Uh, it's that once in a blue moon lifetime kind of scenario, you know. And we're all we're all here, man. We're right along with the Pathfinders, man. Hammers up, bearing the flame. And uh, much love to Intrepid Studios and to the Ashes fam, for real. Uh, with that being said, let's take a look, shall we? Uh, let's take a look at some of the discussion pieces. So the Light Pact was something that, uh, before I get started, I guess i got to go on ahead and say something here. Shout out to Coffee Drinker for 500 bits. Shout out to Gruntag, who just gifted five Tier 1 community subs. Much love. Dude, thank you so much. All of you, never expected, always appreciated. And you know we put it to work here for good. So thank you so much, friends. Um, they started the campaign out early, 
and I, I didn't get to take, and I didn't have enough time to go back and get those notes because I was like, oh, let's get the, the, the big info, right? The big info drop at the end there. They, they hit on the light pack a little bit more. And this is something that I had myself covered and we've talked about here in some way. Um, I always viewed the light pack as like the, I kind of, when I look at like Lord of the Rings, not the same thing, but it's kind of like this, it was almost like a fellowship. It was almost like this, uh, you know, this group that was there to, at least in my mind, and we'll definitely be revisiting this in the future, friends. But it was in my mind, at least, you know, kind of they're there to try to, you know, shift the tide, if you will. And um, it definitely sounds like uh, there's there's more lore there that, you know, some people were like, oh, it's not, it might be just flavor text. I'm like, nope, clearly not. And there we go. Um, and I didn't I didn't believe that anyway, because, you know, they wouldn't present it in the way they did previously if it wasn't. Um, you guys. The D&D campaign was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, it was. Well, it was yeah, I take Pathfinder, technically. Let's reframe that Pathfinder. Um, yeah, true. So we got some lore over the origin of the harbingers and exactly you know we got the we got the how we got the how and a bit of the why well more of the why comes later but the how it answered some very important questions for a lot of us and there was a distinguishment in what i (laughs) there was also yes we did join among us it was bartick tavern and myself and uh, a lot of people were I went back and I watched that particular part because I had to see how the community was reacting. They all could tell when I was the imposter. I could, that community could tell. I cannot lie on principle. I don't lie. Um, you know, I'm not. Be, I'm not gonna be all like the high ground and be like, "Oh, I'm an amazing person because I don't lie" or something. Like, look, I was a kid one time, and I realized as a kid, <laughs> lying kind of feels horrible, and I don't want to feel horrible, so I'm just not gonna do it. So. It doesn't work out very well for me in a situation where you, you kind of got to be deceptive and yeah. be an imposter. So that's pretty sus of you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Dude, it was tough. I feel so good. I got away with being an imposter one time. And I didn't even have to like stretch the truth at all. All I did was like describe like what I was doing. And nobody got it. I was like, oh, I'm actually getting away with this. I think I figured out how to be an imposter and not actually get caught. This is great. Uh, it's like my third day. I was so happy. You've changed. Yeah, there's a new thing. You've changed, bro. You've changed. If you see that in chat, it's not, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Yeah, we got the Harbinger story, man. Uh, a little bit more to the origin story of that. So I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to kind of read through a maybe a bit at a time here. And if you guys have like some, thoughts or feedback or whatever we can kind of segue into that sidebar for a minute chat about it and that can kind of go through they're a bit of jumbled thoughts but i'm going to try to just read through this okay so we got some discussion around the torn empire it's essentially like the, these half elves yeah uh talking about the city of toral or toral uh these are essentially one of the great cities and uh, a dungeon in asc um so talking about it, it's called Fallow's Hold. Um, it's, it hits some bullet points here. It's a strong tie into the magic on Vera due to the proximity to the ley lines. Um, he also, uh, the we're going to get into talking about uh, King Atrax. Or Atrax. Atrax. Oh, my God. Sleep deprivation. Um, 
essentially he had continued to enslave his subjects here, gathering artifacts. Uh, vaults uh, were held, or the vault in the city held these artifacts, and it was the Dunes and Kel Dwarves that actually helped to uh, to create that vault. Uh, talking about this being underground, um, and talking about there being like a lot of traps, um, constant changing traps specifically, and then they tied this into their D and D campaign at the end. Uh, so then, also, let's talk about the House of Atrax. Right. And the king himself. So these were the last rulers um, of the House of Atarax uh, of the uh, Torn Empire. Uh, he was dedicated. He was a really great wizard. Right. And so he was dedicated to the pursuit of artifacts and knowledge. And of course, the essence, which we've talked about before. Um, and he discovered it, the, the purpose uh, by being able to manipulate the element. And it's tied to magic. So he learned how to manipulate the essence and he started to find ways that this tied into, uh, you know, kind of like immortality, essentially, because uh, he was aiming at achieving it. So he started to kind of like, you know, obviously do a lot of like exploration around the essence, ways to manipulate it. Um, in that pursuit, he kind of realizes that by manipulating the soul, this can help to, you know, essentially become stronger in your ability to, you know, tinker with the essence, if you will, or manipulate it. And mm -hmm. um, there was a really important point on this that was fascinating. And it was that each soul serves as a conduit. Right. So souls, you know, embody essence and also serve as a conduit across planes this is one of the ways that the gods are able to kind of reach into like the material plane. And, you know, of course you have these four races, right? Before they get, you know, before the time that we come back, all of what we're talking about now is before the time of the fall. This is actually before the harbingers appear, right? So we're actually getting some of this like story from back before the Exodus and the fall. And um, so anyway, knowing that the souls serve as like this conduit um, and that this, it's almost like this way to reach through. You can use the soul to reach through the two planes, essentially. And this is a way that the gods are able to kind of like impact or kind of reach through the material plane, at least one way that they're saying. Um, so he came into contact in his exploration of this. Uh, he came in contact with this artifact. And uh, this was found around, you know, the ley lines in Vera. Um, so, comes into contact with forces outside of the material plane. I wonder what those forces are, right? wonder what those are. Well, this is uh, the area of the void. And this is where the ancients void. and the others are at. From that origin story that we've talked about before. So... In being able to essentially like bridge this, you know, plane and have contact with the ancients <clears throat> and through these rituals of being able to do that, learned how to achieve immortality. Now, the ancients who were teaching him how to achieve immortality obviously weren't, they weren't, do we think that they were honest? I. I, probably not. No, they were deceptive. 
They were the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Yep. They're the primary antagonists. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so in their deception, they did share how to manipulate a soul. And he underwent a process of lichdom and became the first lich. And this is the essential, from what I'm reading or hearing, the origin story of undeath in Vera. Now, this ties into something we talked about before, friends. Who remembers our conversation around the War of the Undying that we read in this in the text around the APOC quests? So this is what I'm this is my tie-in. My tie-in is so this this is like the War of the Undying, isn't it? This is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Undeath, like this is this is probably yeah. it. I mean, speculation, but it makes so much sense because I wondered what would the origin be, and this this sounds like it. But there's a bigger picture, aside from this speculation of mine, and the bigger picture is that <laughs> this is the way in which the Harbingers were able to get here. This whole interaction. Right, I'm sure we're going to hear a much deeper story about this is how this this came to be. So we've wanted to know more about the ancients for a while, haven't we? Indeed. Well, there's a bit of a... Uh, we're of, sitting on the horses for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so friends, look at this. I got a couple slides I'm going to showcase. Okay, now Stephen shared... A couple types of the ancients here. Now there's I'm gonna get through this quick and then we got a lot of room for discussion. But I guess you know what? Before I go any further, sidebar thoughts around that story so far. You two in chat, or if you're watching on YouTube listening, share, oh. share, share our thoughts, friends. I mean, I think this is like a you know pretty cool origin story, and again, I'm I'm not um, necessarily surprised at how rich the the world is, since it's something that came out of Stephen's head, and he could talk about lore for hours. <laughs> Even at the start of the stream, yeah. he just went on. He's like, "Wow, that was really long." <laughs> but no, I, I was really fascinated with the fact that there, you know, I really like the idea of somebody like you know the the story of how. Um, Undeath came into Vera, and then it all started from like one person craving power. I mean, it's just, I'm just expecting this guy is going to be a a boss at some point. We're going to get, at least I hope so. And what really stuck out to me as a detail there is he wasn't actually one of the playable races yet. So it made me think maybe we'll get more later on, like half, like a half elf. I would love to see like half races, like half elf, half orc in the game. So I'm hoping this is a little bit of, you know, um, foreshadowing for future expansions of the world is there might be like half races, etc., to come into play. I mean, I think that would be a, a pretty cool idea. Um, and I do, I do like the fact that they're again, tying this into potentially tying this into lore. We've already heard through APOC. Um, and really giving us an idea of how the world became corrupted. It starts out with somebody being greedy for power and wanting eternal life. And then, uh-oh, here we go. Pandora's box opening mm-hmm. up. So yeah, it was it was a really good share for us to be able to see that. And to see like how the essence plays into the world, 
too, because I think or like early on, you know, we weren't, you know, we were thinking, okay, essence magic, but now we're starting to see that there's layers here. Um, and I, I do love that. I do like um, that they're really trying to kind of build in some of these stories so that we have more context going into the world. Yeah, what about you, Faisal? Thoughts? I like it a lot, but I want to see the other perspective, you know? Like, even though this is, we're talking about a lot of corruption here, what what's the other side of the coin? Because we all know that they're all connected, they mm -hmm. technically are connected to essence. Meaning that the other gods know that the evil god knows that he's doing the plan. <laughs> Wait. So, I'm I'm just looking at chat. They're yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, okay. what's the connection? Yeah, they're all connected. And like, what did the other gods think when the corruption started growing in? So, did they took action instantly? Did they fucking plan this massive assault to the demon realm or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and how did they open the gates? Was it through a similar process, but it wasn't necessarily yeah. through like something that would be corrupting? It would something else. Like they reached into yet another plane and mm -hmm. pulled us in, you know, pulled the world into Sanctus, or at least made Sanctus available for people to escape. And then how did we come back? Right? Did they call us again did somebody discover something? It's kind of some of those things I've been playing around in my head as I've like wanted to write a little bit of fan fiction is like how did we get back right what what is sanctus mm -hmm. so yeah it just it it definitely got the wheels turning in terms of different wow. stories that we might um you know we might dig into and and almost like the idea of parallel planes parallel worlds comes into yeah. play and and maybe oh, sanctus isn't just that. one place <laughs> right maybe it's many places that we're coming from Man, or it might be the origin place of the essence. Yeah, that's mm. true. Essence itself. I'm gonna read a couple things from chat real quick, right? Um, so we have, yeah, I mean, let me let me find it. Um, strange how they look so alien yet organic. Um, Rabuda, welcome in, buddy. Uh, says souls as a conduit between planes is a nice touch. It's kind of unique. Oh, and they were saying actually the first time I saw Winged Ancient. Ooh. Thinking more on it, that ties into the whole birth of creation thing. I'm um, talking about the uh, glow, red glow. Does that represent corruption? Well, that's a good question. And actually, do you mean like this kind of glowing? Friends, do you want to see this? We got an animated version of it. <laughs> this is part of that um, exhausted and. 50% of my brain working, but I'm trying to get this done before we start the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had to get this. I had to make sure I had this. I just had to. Now, this is like one of the lieutenants. If you're watching, you can see it. And if you're not, and you're listening to this on like iTunes, Spotify, etc., this is a great reason that being here live or at least catching the VOD is good because you get to kind of see sometimes what we're actually talking about. Um, if you miss it on like their live streams or you know, stuff and things. We try to share this as many places as we possibly can, but sometimes we, 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 you know, only can get it here and that's kind of the time we got to work with, but we'll leave that up there. There's a glow to this one. And uh, yeah, it's ominous. What, you know? if, 
what if the corruption people, corrupted people, they're the people who activated the port back? Looking for some new blood. Not, not, not because, not because they, they wanted people to come back, but they wanted to go to that. They wanted to leave there to go to. Hmm. It's a possibility. I mean, you know, I, I still, I still want to know about the the whole Phoenix goddess thing. Because the way I read that, I'm like, so <laughs> sacrificed as in spent all of its avatar energy in order to keep the gate open for as long as it did or kept it open and hammer. Not the good kind. Not the kind where you take out corrupt and evil things, but the kind where the source of light and hope is vanquished. And then the hope of escape from Vera's diminished. So the time of like the discussion around APOC, Basil, that cheesy grin, man. What? What? Huh? No, I just I just looked at uh, coffee drinkers <laughs> comment. Uh, like uh, yeah. corruption is a point of view, you see. <laughs> if hey. you want to farm, you can farm. If you want to quest, you can quest. But if you want to kill specifically, you can kill. <laughs> He's talking about corruption. <laughs> it's just oh. Oh, yeah. this is a good one. Yes, yes. Psychophobic buddy says uh, they look a lot like H.R. Geiger stuff. Yeah, which I love his art. It's definitely dark. If you don't know anything about H.R. Geiger, um, this is the guy who who created the aliens. Like when you look at those aliens movies, mm-hmm. like that's that's his art. Um, he's done all kinds of things. He's done like, uh, you know, obviously the alien stuff there. I mean, he's even got like guitars that he's like modeled for people and, you know, uh, you know, the tangible medium as well and everything uh, or physical medium rather than digital or in the movies and stuff like that. So here's here's a good point. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this because we we got to talk a little bit about this part, which was the additional bits that I did jot down. Mm-hmm. All right. So talking about the the primary antagonists or the ancients, we've got a little bit more discussion around their goals. Their goals were to pervert nature, to achieve what they wanted to achieve, which we don't know. I'm assuming, you know, we'll figure that out later. It makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as, as a result of what they were trying to do and how they were trying to pervert nature or the essence and how they were trying to impact the world. There's these monstrosities, these monolithic kind of imposing creatures that Stephen was sharing. Um, And so they have this alien look. He also talked about how, that they kind of deviated from the ancients deviated from their original look. And I believe the reference point was that they, they were more akin to the human and elven races, but gradually over time, their form changed. Um, and also mm. he mentioned that these will be seen in alpha one. So these creatures, these ancients, the, the ones that, or the primary antagonists, like you're you're gonna be seeing these in like dungeons and stuff in, in Alpha One coming up. And um so you know, we talked about like immortality in, in terms of like how the ancients had taught the king a way of immortality, but due to the deception, uh, only taught the king this in a specific way that really helped to further their own agenda, right? Therefore creating undeath and this like dark element in the world. And so 
but immortality in its pure form, if we can call it a pure form, that were actually taught to the ancients by the others, there isn't an undeath component to it. So the ancients have this immortality element because of the others, keeping in mind, and this is where we got distinguishment. Now, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone's going to clarify this, but the way that I listened to and, and when Stephen shared this, it seemed a very clear. There was a little bit of ambiguity due to some things that people had said before that we were trying to figure out. Like, So the distinguishment, like the others and the ancients for a long time, we were like, so are they kind of the same thing? Uh, the, mm -hmm. you know, cause there's like, you know, different wording and stuff. And so people are kind of like going through it and fine, fine tooth combing, trying to like figure out exactly. I felt like that was a very clear when, when I watched Check the ancient scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about a caste system for these ancients. So you got like your grunt peon sort of lower lobies, if you will. And then you've got like the higher higher order of them so they have a caste system and so you might have like these smaller ones and you might have the ones that are higher scale or larger scale like we see right here this this you know ambient lit lieutenant with these wings which is a little different than the the two when we share when we share these two slides right here that shift you look at them now one does not have wings right you don't see like a mouth or eyes it's very, very strange, right? Like what it makes you wonder, like what, what were their original forms before this is, is this part of like this immortality element that over time you, you evolve and change in the way you look, if you're not like an actual God or deity or something, uh, you know, makes you wonder what do you got Daedalus? You thinking I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. The wheels are turning. Cause it's kind of making me think of, okay, so we've got this cast system and we've got, these levels of, I guess, ancient, ancient, corrupted, ancient monstrosities. It's kind of making me think of the Tolnar, believe it or not. And, and I think it's, I'm just thinking, okay, so we've got, you know, this race that got left behind the forgotten. They wanted to stay, or they, they were left behind in the world. And there's also kind of evolution there too. And I'm wondering how they're related to the ancients and the others in the sense of were they also maybe having some connection to the corruption or connection to the creation goddess or the good side of the gods it, i don't know it's it's really it's just making me think of like how the races that stayed evolved versus the races that were able to leave evolved mm. so yeah I, I, mm. There, there's just so much here. Um, definitely, there's so much here. It's got the wheels turning for sure. Yeah, I see that in chat too. I think mm -hmm. it was TL who like said something about that when we got started today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you remember those earlier sketches and things, right? Which I think they've uh, since, you know, withdrawn and said, "Eh, we might be doing something different here." Actually, but some of those did have some of those elements. Yeah, and then we've talked about it before here on the show, and even even on some of the, you know the regular streams that we do here um, in this community. And we've talked in depth about, you know, some of these origin stories to these four, these four races, right? Before you get the, the Dunir and the, you know, Nikwa, you, you've got the Dunes and Kel, you know, for the time of the fall and the Exodus. And part of the story behind 
that specific one is just like we're saying here in chat, right? Is the fact that they had a tie to the Underrealm. We don't know exactly what that tie is. I mean, in time, we'll, we'll definitely discover it, but can't help but wonder, man. It's the pieces are starting to, you know, we're getting more threads tying and tethering to different things and starting to get more connections now. Um, yeah, and it's making me wonder about the cosmetic part of it, too, and how as you progress with your particular deity, if you go that route with your character, right, how will you evolve visually, right? Because we know there's cosmetic rewards for that, right? At least it's just been mentioned. Wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get wings, you get horns, you get something else. I mean, you get like a sheen to your skin. What is it? You, you know, so I mean, it just it's making me think of how this can also tie into the game and enrich not only the story, but also like, you know, your, you know, personal avatar. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely pretty cool stuff. Here, here's a thought. Between the two figures, one with the wings and one without. Mm -hmm. Maybe one like he has has slain one of the other gods and gained their power and as they grow in as he grew in power he obtained these wings like part of yeah, the by absorbing yeah by absorbing his power right own body. yeah like instead yeah. of looking at it as a one person it's actually two he just absorbed the other soul of the goddess or god <laughs> person yeah it's like it's interesting. It, it might even tell you the timeline where this happened, when. And looking at the fact that, okay, these are two models that look different, does this mean he went into battle or not? Because I don't see any inju injuries mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> this is a really good reference point. This is a good space in this show for me to go, hey, y'all. Time is limited. <laughs> We've got a channel in our Discord where you can drop questions if you got some really thought-provoking questions. We we talked about it. I have zero intention of asking the same old thing over and over and over again. I, I don't want to do it. I want to ask stuff that's completely fresh, that we're not talking about, that could, we could have a lot of fun, mm -hmm. that's not going to be rehashed the same old thing a bazillion times. Right? It's not my style. And this just gave us a lot of opportunity. Look, we, we may not get answers for everything. That's fair. Totally fair. They've got a vision for how, you know, he's got a vision. They got a vision for how they want to deliver the story. Fair, right? But we might get some clarification. We might get some answers. And I do love lore. I love stories. Um, we might get a little bit of clarification. I mean, the ley lines is a cool thing. Like, I'd like to know more about the ley lines. Right. Um, these artifacts, like Wizzy's talking about, she nerded out when she was uh, reading about that, or hearing Stephen talk about that. Can't help but wonder, man. It makes it brings a lot more to the table that we didn't we didn't have before. I'm excited about it all. One other thing that was fun to hear right here. Y'all ready for this? It sounds like corruption. We know that it can spread, right? Infect in a lot of ways. It also is 
a way in which they can push into our reality. So it's going to be our goal to keep them, you know, essentially like push back. So I almost, I, when I heard that, I was like, you know, what that reminds me of is, you know, like some sort of a rift sort of system that we could potentially get like initiatives in the world where we might have to like fight them back because like the corruption might be spreading in some area. And now we've got to go fight that corruption back quite literally so that there's no way for them to enter into our realm in this particular area, threaten the world. There's a world event right there. You could directly tie that right into the primary antagonists. I already said how cool it would be if they're already occupying. Like they already said, like these these castles, when we get to Vera, are occupied, right? So you got to drive them out. Are these corrupt beings? Are these corrupt domains? When they, if we, if we do hypothetically, have to go and drive them out of the keeps that we can then take. It, is there a trail in which they escape that now becomes a corrupt trail? Are there places that they go in the world that maybe aren't just raids or dungeons, but also points of interest that randomly they're trying to bridge this gap, if you will, between planes of existence so that they can continue to impact the world? Um, yeah. How much hold do they have over the world when we get there in the first place? And... Will we get to venture into these other planes if <laughs> the corruption becomes too much on our side and yeah. we've got to go to the source and, you know, go a little ape? <laughs> Definitely lets future expansions go to other realms, gives lots of room for expansion. Mm -hmm. I mean, we come from Sanctus. I mean, in the beginning of this, we are literally coming through a gateway. We're entering a gateway. And, and the moment we arrive, right, meet meet our buddies, Tanky McTankerface, Master Mo Mana, the Magus, right? Our buddies that have been calling into the show, who have been, you know, contacting us, bridging that gap. Somehow, between our reality and theirs, finally getting there and meeting our friends on the other side. And then, yeah, there's other planets. There's other, I mean, there's one we come from already. Planets, realms. Yeah, there's a whole lot of potential. So. All right. Great show, everybody. See you later. Bye. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, man, this was super rich. This was really rich. I got a lot of questions. So friends, too many, too yes. many questions. <laughs> Has this sparked your thoughts? Have you thought of something you haven't even heard somebody talking about yet? Now's the time in discord. Go to that Steven questions area. I'm not going to ask them all, but if they're really interesting and thought provoking or just downright fun and a good time to talk about like a hundred episodes, man, it's almost been four years for me that I've been paying attention to this, that I've been interested, mm -hmm. fascinated and following and supporting it. Right. It's been a long journey for, for some of us along the way as well. And it'll be a long journey still until launch and beyond for the people that love this game and this community. 
So you got a cool idea. You got something you want to share. You got something really awesome. You just want to be able to say to Steven and the team, you just want to share it. There's a few ways you can do it, everybody. You can you can do it uh, iTunes reviews, right? Drop us a five-star review. Drop us a comment. That doesn't even have to just be about like this show. It can be. It can be for Daedalus. It can be for Faisal or myself or any of the other people who are on the show from time to time. You know, other Pathfinders who join us in this journey that we're on. You know, you can drop a message for the team because they, you know, they listen. They watch. <laughs> oh my God. My chat. I'm always no. watching. I'm always watching. All right, what's <laughs> enough out of you? you take that back a notch, sir, social bunny, okay? Don't make me bust out the email. <laughs> no, for real though, y'all. Like for real, man. A hundred episodes, it's been a hell of a journey. I've learned a lot in podcasting. I've learned a lot as somebody that's interested in this story and in this community and the people that are spearheading this project, whose dream and vision it is. And I know so many of you who have over the past you know years now shared in the journey with me, with us, and with them, a lot of you have have had some really great ideas, some great thoughts, some really just positive, straight up light in the darkness like moments. Like I want to hear from you all. I want to showcase some of those brightest, most positive, just really awesome moments, thoughts, questions on next week's show. And let's make episode 100 a really special one. For real. I want to make it a special Mm -hmm. one. I want to make it a special one, friends. And we've got. I want to see bonfires everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And if all goes well, we should have some brand new stuff and things for episode 100. What you see behind you right here, this is my stuff, right? But the show itself, I've already commissioned my people. I got some really amazing artists that are taking on a multitude of projects. They're working on this show's stuff and things. They've worked on, they've kind of completely redone my brand for me, um, taking this vision that I had and bringing it to life. And they've done it so well. They're really good. They're redoing the show. They're going to redo the LFM podcast, which is looking for more. That one's on Thursdays, 5 p.m. CET. It's awesome. It's a more general MMORPG game development, uh, game culture show. Um, so much love to all the uh, party members that participate with us there. Uh, Total Freak, the Nathan Napalm. You'll probably end up seeing them down the road here too, by the way, because they're following Ashes. One day they'll probably be playing it too. Um, but yeah, man, that's our show. It's been a, it's been a hell of a journey. We're gonna probably be breaking some mm-hmm. of this stuff down in the coming weeks, but next week we're gonna do put a pause and all that and have a great time as a community sim drop the mic hey man you all are truly humbling amazing people and i am honored and proud to be a part of this with you all for real straight up i was telling them heart heartfelt sappy moment the past week not because of the money but because of the just the sentiment, like the 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 meaningfulness of the choices, the investment that so many people choose to make, 
I have streamed every single day this year. 311 days today, right? Yes. Sorry. It's all big moment for me. 311 out of 366 days I've streamed every single day. Come hell or high water, sick or not, we've stayed the course. We've gathered amazing Pathfinders, community members here within this central flame, this community of ours. And man, it's growing exponentially and we've got amazing people. You are welcome to share in the journey with us. You can join us on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Simorg. You can join us on socials, Twitter at the, uh, I almost said at the Elephant Show, but at Ashes Pathfinder. <laughs> you join the other one too, but at Ashes Pathfinder with no S to catch everything. And obviously you can catch us here Sundays every week, 5 p.m. CDT. Before we wrap this up for good, friends, Daedalus, let everybody know your domain and where they can find you, friend. Sure, you can find me on Twitter, at the Ashen Herald, and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Ashen Herald. Absolutely. And Faisal. You guys can find me at Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Yeah, you see how he just popped up? He's like, nope. Bunnies up. <laughs> but I love the RP. He totally gets low. Faisal gets low when the show's coming to an end. It's beautiful. Uh, friends, we are going to see you next week. I know that it has not been the longest shows, but really want to split this up. We got a lot to talk about. And uh, let's all let's all have a really great show next week. I look forward to hanging out with all of y'all as usual. Hey, shout out to Brown Rice with five gifted tier one subs. Much love, buddy. Thank you so much. And everybody, it might be the end of today's show. But look, in closing, I want to remind all of you, whether you're listening to the podcast, watching it on YouTube, or even if you're catching us here live, you too are an Ashes Pathfinder. We're really stoked to be able to share in this journey with you. Much love, friends. To all of you, much love to Intrepid Studios. You all stay the course, friends, and we will see you next week right here for episode 100 of Ashes Pathfinders, friends. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Take care, everyone.